Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to day five of the Paddy Power World Darts Championship. We are online darts. This is the Fallout Bar, your one-stop shop for all of the instant reaction to the day's play from Alexander Palace. I'm Jack Garwood, joined by the one and only Mr. Cam McFarlane. Cam, how are we doing, pal? All right, mate. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. First round seems to be flying through at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's gone very quickly, hasn't it? I mean, you weren't here last night because you took yourself a freebie and no one else last night, was it? Took the missus. Exactly. So... So this is, we're gonna keep I'm just gonna keep totaling this up with the fact that the board behind you that you've not dished out to me. Hey, there's a in, second one. I told you you've got a fight jar for that. Exactly. There's also a second one that's not gone to me. There's now jar for it. There's now tickets to go and watch it on the freebie as well that you've not dished out to us either. Right. There was two and Katie has better boobs than you. <laughs> that's questionable at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Because mine, mine are growing and growing by the day. <laughs> You've got a long way to catch my girlfriend, trust me. <laughs> anyway, into... I mean, we, we literally, if you saw any of last night's, I don't know whether you did or not, but we disappeared down a down a dark alley of Fifty Shades of Green between me and Dan last night. I think we've continued along the same vein already, which means let's move on and let's get on to the dogs. Swiftly on. Chat room up and running, partly because... Uh, the session finished 25 minutes ago and Cam's been dawdling along, partly because there's plenty of you in tonight. Sorry. So see you all. Uh, Sean's in, Matthew's in, Harry's in. He says, all right, lads, how are we doing? Power Bob's in, says, hi, Goblin Cam. Uh, Steve Beats is retiring after next year. One year left, indeed. Big news coming from the Ali Pally today. I mean, he said uh, that. He said that for the last five years straight. Come on. Yeah, I mean, Mardo said it best at the end. He goes, he's been saying that since he was 40. And he was he saying has. that until he's 107. <laughs> and to be honest, I would have him there when he's 95, even if he can't even hold a dart. I'd still have the guy. Indeed. Um, who else is in? Rebel County's in. How we doing, pal? Uh, Daniel says the first round finishes Thursday. That's gone quick. It has. Excalibur's in. Good day, lads and ladies. Hope you're well. Uh, Sean's in. Graham's in. Daniel's in. Uh, this is where I'm repeating names now because you're all chatting amongst yourselves. Uh, and Joel's in as well. Good to see you all. Uh, Boa's in. Brazil is in the house. Nice to have you, pal. Thanks for tuning in. Um, right, let's get on with the action. Cam, and after much debate over the last couple of days, it was calmed down a little bit by the success of Mamlock Lung yesterday. Um, the international qualifiers have come to play today. Uh, Started with Tomoya Goya. Uh, Tomoya Goto. Uh, who knocks out Ian White three one uh, to start the afternoon session? Yeah, um, like I say, you weren't on last night, but me and Dan were. Well, we went the same way that we went early in the week when me and you were sat here and went. We know nothing about Tamir Goto, and based on that, what else have we got to go on other than the fact that probably Ian White, the experienced player who's played on this stage a lot of times, as well as on every PD stage. He surely has got to win this game 3-0 because we don't know anything about him. 
That went well, didn't it? What a start. <laughs> yeah, good effort, mate. I'm glad I had the night off, boys, because I probably would have backed Ian White. My record would have been in the mud, but I was... What did it finish after 12, by the way? Because it was seven from nine. What's that? Oh, well, I don't know, because we haven't got you after that. What do you mean? Oh, you mean before last night? Yeah, there uh, was three were, more games. Were, uh, yeah, you were eight from 12. I'll tell you that. 75 very solid. Very, very scores. solid. Correct scores. Not even just a winner. Correct scores. Yeah, no, no score. really good. Um, you were... Actually, I've got the profit and loss, if you want it, as well, to be fair. <laughs> you were... Six pound fifty up in the second session as well, based on a one pound bet on every result. Bear in mind you were nine but so you're fifteen pound sixty up in twelve games at arts. Pretty good going. Next. That's based on one pound a time. If you go in ten pound a time, that's that's a <laughs> lot of money. Up. for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So fair play to you. Although you haven't given any any predictions for today which was a lot harder than what we were predicting before that point you didn't message me for him did you so that's your fault would you have replied really yeah i drove did you yeah we got back at quarter two this morning what way did you drive back we got out of about 11 half 11 to two and a half hour drive not to nottingham is not surely it is and it absolutely lashed it down. And I have a black box. Oh, of course. That's why it took so long. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember you taking me into Manchester from mine once, and it's taken a long, long time. There was a lot of traffic about. <laughs> that was the worst <laughs> day ever. Oh, yeah, I could pick you up. Manchester can't be that big. Four motorways. It's late. massive. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. <laughs> right. Uh, tomorrow I go to... 3-1 win, as you said. We haven't really seen much on Really before, impressive, to be really fair. Impressive. Like, let's give him the credit he deserves. Because... I don't want to start pigeonholing nations. I don't want to start stereotyping people. But a lot of the Asian contingent have an awfully lovely action right now. And Goto yeah. is another who, like Manotlung, just plays at that little bit more of a natural pace, a natural rhythm that gets some of it. It's not stop and start at every right, yard. Let's... And there's absolutely no surprise in my mind that the two most fluent of those actions are the two that have achieved success on this stage yeah. so far. Let, let's put it out there, as you said it earlier. These two are what Lawrence should be. Yeah. And and that's not a dig at Lawrence by any means, because he's had a fantastic career in terms of what he's done. But he's 45 now. It's It's been a long time that we've seen him on the stage. But these two just look more natural in the way that they throw and the way that they approach it, whereas... It feels like every dart Lawrence throws is just a bit more of an event. It's like he has to think about every dart individually. Whereas you look at Hugo and you look at tomorrow today, like it's it's just it's almost just like it's smooth and there's no thought behind it in the best possible way. In that they're not overthinking what they're doing. They just they get up there and let it release in the most natural way that they could, which is. We all know that. That's the best way to play darts. Like, if you're not thinking about it, that's the best you'll ever throw. It is indeed. I completely agree with that as well in the chat room. By the way, Graham says World Series has to return to Asia. Surely, surely that is the point in the World Series to go and capitalise on markets and expand those areas where darts is flourishing or needs the opportunity to grow that little bit more. The Asian tour has been fantastic. It's finally back up and running. Oh, definitely. Give me some World Series back in Asia. What? Look, don't get me wrong. 
Scandinavian darts are doing very well right now. They've got a Euro Tour, though. Yeah. We've got the Euro Tour. We're back in the Netherlands again. Like, why? Get me to Asia. Get me to the Americas. Get me to, to Africa. Get me to Asia and get me down under. They're the four areas you need to target right now. And then you've got well, darts over there. And we'll go no, to I South America as and when it's ready. I agree with that. But I think we've got too many in Australia and New Zealand. Take one off and take one to it. The problem is it's so far around. Like it's in the same, no, it's not that four. far, though. If you're over there, put it in the same sort of time zone. Yes, I know it's If you did a block of four and you did two Asia not... and two Oceania, then yeah, fine. But if you're going to travel sense. that way, you have to do it for more than one. Yeah, oh, And no, Australia has but... played such a big part and it's still going to keep producing players. So, But there's not... There's... I mean, maybe I'm wrong here, but I think... There's more players at PDC quality in the Asian side of things now than there are in Australia and New Zealand. Potentially. Is that... I'm not going to get into that. Is that because the Asian tour's flourishing and Ben Rob's been quite critical of the Oceanic tour recently and so have a couple of others? Because this is a review show and we'll be here all night. I'm already nine minutes in. We've got another seven games to talk about. Fortunately... Ten predictions to do. <laughs> we don't have any clips to play for you tonight because apparently there's a technological malfunction at Alexander Palace. Half the teams there are unable to upload video content uh, unless yeah. they're recording it on a phone. Um, so, yeah, no clips for you, but they should be available in full on our YouTube channel at yep. some point. I'm not going to promise you they're going to be there immediately after we finish, uh, but you can head over there and catch up with all of the instant reaction from the players that have picked up victories at Alexander Palace on our YouTube channel. Um, on to the next game. Second year in a row, Richie Edhouse has led 2-0 in the opening round and somehow found a way to lose 3-2. That's yeah. not It's not. And Richie Edhouse, he's a very, very good darts player. And I backed him last night. Dan backed him last night. We sat here and just thought, overall... He has got too much for his opponent. He's just, he's played at a higher level. He's played more consistently against people that are very, very good. And two sets in, you wouldn't avoid you with that. You thought, yeah, these two idiots sat on here last night are absolutely spot on. However, from that point on, what happened? Like, that's, I just feel like, we get you get finish line fever. A lot of dark players get finish line fever, but to lose three straight sets and throw it away the way he did—that's more than just a bit of finish line fever. That is a serious issue at that point. And I really like Richie. I think he's—I think he's a really good player, and his his A game is top. 32 probably when he plays as well as he's 180 out. hitting is absolutely solid he's very much a That's first I mean, like, he is a literally kick on with that be I think yet to see player. that on a TV stage but his B game C game when it starts to get to him a little bit is local league and I don't mean to be harsh on him but it, it is you can't you can't be on the world stage and throw it away the way that he did. Again. 
to do it once, you can put it down to inexperience. To do it twice in two years, there's something a little bit wrong. As for Jeffrey, I thought he's recovered and played pretty well there. He's he's taken the moment pretty well. I mean, we got every leg for the first four sets. So it was all about those key moments. It's only the fifth set that hasn't gone to a decider. Um, was fortunate enough to referee Jeffrey at the Super Series uh, week five, week and a half just gone. Um, didn't get through either of those groups. Was Don't get wrong, they were tough little groups. Steve West was in and about there. Um, but for him to not have made finals night, I didn't fancy his chances at Ali Pali at all, knowing that actually that field was representative of, of pretty much what he's going to get. Ben Robb, Steve West, um, who else is there? Connor Heenahan, Mike Warburton. And I'm like, if you're struggling to get through them, Richie Edhouse is on par with most of those players, or above because yeah. he's got a tour card. But very, very resilient, excellent performance from De Graff to book his spot into round two. Yeah, absolutely. To be fair, I've probably been, I've been quite harsh on Richie there, but I've not said enough about the fact that Jeffrey's played under that pressure at that point, especially at 2-0 down, to hold it together like he did and then go and wrap it up. It deserves a lot of credit, to be fair. Yeah. Let's not forget, he is representing Sweden at the moment. Just to clear that up for people in the chat, he has uh, Swedish citizenship now, so he's able to represent them on the PDC Nordic and Baltic Tour. Unlike uh, Michael Decker, who is not actually Dutch, uh, much to the PDC media team's disappointment, because that's what they called him earlier. Uh, with a nice big Holland flag. He's definitely uh, Belgian. He's definitely Belgian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, here we go, lads. Keen Barry be Welsh in a minute. <laughs> Um, well, to... I mean, Keen Barry Island, is that what he is now? Just... <laughs> on to match number three. And I tell you what, Boris Kirchmar could be whatever he wants to be because he's a lot bigger than I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, he, if he says it's Wednesday, it's Wednesday. The Croatian, a 3-1 winner over Keegan Brown. Look, Brown started brightly, wins opening set, three from three on the outer ring, then doesn't get a, dart, a double in like the next two sets. Ends up five from nine, but Kirchmar just too much for the needle, who has recently gone full-time. Now, he's sort of been hampered again this year, hasn't he? He's, he's only just turned full-time pro. He's, he's given up his job within the NHS uh, to focus on being a dark player full-time. Obviously, last year, decent run of the world, failed to keep his tour card, despite his pro tour ranking meant he would have been in the match play or on course for the match play. Quite, when, yeah, questionable rules. Has qualified for the world's first time out again, which is good for him. But actually, what a platform it could have been from last year, and if perhaps if he made that decision a little bit early. Yeah, you've got you've got a question. The rules last year were obviously, like you say, he would have been in the top sixteen, but didn't have a tour card and had to win it back. And even though he won it back, he didn't keep his ranking where he should have been. Which I still think he's looking at. I think that's not probably quite right. But like you say, from there on. He's not quite done it this year. And I fancied him to get through this game. I thought that he is his top level game is is top tier. But Boris played really well. And let's give him a bit of credit to be fair, because he was excellent tonight. Uh sorry, this afternoon. Not even tonight. Um he was he was really good. Um, it was dark outside by the time he played. <laughs> you are it was dark outside by the time he played. That was close enough. Well, yeah, they did start at about about five past three. So, yeah, it's definitely at the point we're at in the year at the moment. Yeah, that's basically night time. But I thought it was really impressive from him. And like you say, Keegan started really well. 
and then had two sets in a row where he didn't have a dart a double. You cannot, you can't do that at this level. Like you can't go through two sets without even putting any pressure on your opponent whatsoever, and especially someone as good as Boris is. Like I mean, you could play well and still get beat off Boris if you go two sets in a row where you've not even given yourself a shot at a double. You're not going to win a game against him. Yeah, indeed. Um... You said credit to Boris there. One more thing. He beat in his chest a little bit. Eight times soft hit world champion. Beat... If nobody else is going to big you up, you might as well big yourself up. He wants to transfer that to steel tip. Now, look, he's got the mentality, clearly, because he's an eight-time world champion. It's now just about that physical aspect and, and can he push up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if he wants to big himself up, he can big himself up all he wants, and I'll agree with it. Because, like I say, if he says it's Wednesday, it's Wednesday. But... Let's be real about it. He's clearly a true competitor and someone that can really go and win tournaments because he believes in himself. He knows how good he is. And it's just about transferring. It's that little, it's just that little change, isn't it? Like soft tip, there's so much of the bullseye that's used. You can't do that the same in steel tip. But it's that little just idiosyncrasy between it where he's obviously so good that he can hit the ball he can hit everything he wants to hit it's just transferring it to that different board and it's obviously there because i mean the guy is so talented but can he sustain it is the is the question like can he do it over such a long period of time where sometimes you've got to hit the bullseye and steal tip and in soft tip Hitting the bullseye means hitting that big circle of the two, which is not the same when, if you've got one, two, one left, it's not the same in, in steel tip where you've got to take out that bullseye to win a set or win a, win a crucial leg. It's not that big target in the middle. It's the small one. And if he can get that together, he could go a long way, but he's also He's not that young now, so it's it's got to be soon. It does indeed. Talking about it's got to be soon. James Wade's chances of finally winning a world championship. I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about this. Uh, I'm not... Once again, beaten first seed to fall in the tournament and only so far here on day five. Uh, loses out to the ginger ninja Matt Campbell. Uh, led one nil and two one in this one, but Matt Campbell just found a way to stick with him. Um, it seems to be that since that semi-final, Wade's form coming into the tournament has an inverse effect on how he performs. He had that run to the semi-finals a couple of years ago where, let's be honest, there weren't many of us giving him any hope whatsoever to go and do that. Every time he comes in looking good, going, is this the year? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you sound like I've, me. Sat here, I've sat here every single night and said, at 40 to 1, it's a ridiculous price for this tournament the way he's playing. And I'll be honest, it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. It's embarrassing. It's made me look stupid. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> honest, full... I don't think you need James Wade to help you with that, but carry on. No, no, I've gone full Mikala Tessa there. Um, no, um, honestly, I could not see this result for anything. I, I tipped him to win 3 0. I just thought he's playing a lot better than Matt Campbell is. He's probably the form player outside of Luke Humphreys in the world right now, the way he's been playing. 
And he turns up and he stinks the gaff out and does not play anywhere near what we know he can do. And I don't think he'll ever do it, will he? I think this was the year. After everything he's done before, he is one of... I'm going to probably put him in there. And I don't... I've never been a massive James Wade fan like you have. But he's in that top five of all time, I think. He's that good. But he will never win this tournament. And I think this year, absolutely rubber stamps it that it's not going to happen. He, he could never be playing better coming in. And he's never going to do it. And it's this stage, it's this tournament, it's the pressure of it. For some reason, he can't get past it. Pretty much. Look, we have to give Matt Campbell credit after not winning in four appearances here previously to come in here in his fifth, get his first win and then back it up by knocking out a seed. Someone who is as fancy as James Wade was before play started today. Everyone going, oh, Wade's ready to go. He's looking sharp. Wade through it sort of thing. For Matt Campbell to get up there and, and do a job for a second time is, is a solid job from the Ginger Ninja. Oh, absolutely. No, 100%. He played played really well, did a really solid job. I completely, completely agree that, that Matt's played really well. But the way James Wade has been playing today, Matt Campbell shouldn't have had a chance. If he'd played to anywhere near what he's been playing all year, Matt Campbell barely gets started at double, never mind any, any of the rest of it. Indeed. Right, that was the afternoon session complete. We move on to the evening session and we start with a man who rolled back the years. I absolutely hate that line, but I definitely tweeted it earlier. <laughs> to take the well, you didn't actually. You delayed it on the first one. No, the first set, set one. Don't say it, don't say it. Steve Beaton yeah. rolls back the years. He takes out one, two, three. Oh, you did actually, yeah, yeah, you did. I thought you'd avoided it on the first one. No, no, it was definitely the first one. Uh, yeah, Joe, I completely agree. Matt Campbell's knowledge was superb in his post-match press conference. Yeah, I was trying I was trying desperately not to mention it, I'll be <laughs> honest. Um, that's where I got stuck for a second. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I just went on a James Wade run instead of, Instead of um, going down the Matt Campbell, Jim Williams route. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Beaton uh, is a 3-1 victor over Wessel Nyman. The bronze Adonis, 59 years of age. Uh, look magnificent. The action has not changed since he won that world championship in 1996. He knocks out Wessel Nyman uh, 3-1, led 2-0 in this one, gets pegged back uh, in the third set. But rocks up and wins the fourth set to book his spot in the next round camp. I don't think there's anybody in the world that begrudges Steve Beaton winning matches at Alexandra Palace Never, today. ever, ever. I mean, let's be honest. Vessel played pretty well. And yeah. he's played very well for the last few months. And we all know there's the there's a background to all of it. That, but he serves his time. He's back in there. Like it or not, he's playing good darts and he's back in there and he's got a real opportunity to go and beat someone. And he was probably looking at it thinking, Steve Beaton, first, second time in a row at the age he is, it's an opportunity to go and get through. But 
that man just has not aged, does he? He really doesn't. Like, I almost think the I mean, older he gets, the older he gets. We have to talk about his post-match press conference in which he did drop the bombshell that he believes next year on tour will be his last. The same bombshell he dropped for the last six or seven. Yeah, but he's never, he's never come out and said that. No, We've that's true. That's that for true. a long, long time. This is Steve Turner going, actually, the tour's quite long. It's quite tough. Obviously, they're moving to midweek next year, so I think he'll give that one more go and not enough time to set this up as his final. Um, <laughs> sorry, Sam's making me chuckle in the chat room i'll, I'll get to that in a second um i miss it uh, my my phone's just died on me so i've got i've not got the chat <laughs> anymore so um yeah look he's up and look he is 60 already let's not forget he's already 10 well he will be 60 next year he'll be 10 he could years, have been 10 years into the seniors. players on the seniors tour yeah. that makes a massive difference as well if he's gonna go and have a crack at it and have a go at the seniors and actually come away with some silverware and plenty of prize money which there is available in the TV events. All right, mate. We know. And a crack you don't need to sell it, like. Like now's the time to do it because otherwise you go, oh, I'm too old for everything, and you give up the lot, and you miss out on that chance of glory in your latter years because that's what people still want to see, Steve. I mean, I mean, look at the way he's playing. He could give it another twenty years, and he'd still be good enough. <laughs> the throw will still be identical. Exactly. Like I said it. I said it to you earlier. I was like. If he's 90 years old, I still have him at the Alley Pally. Like, he's that good. Him and uh, Paul Lim, just all day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we want. Them, That's good. Draw them against each other in the first round and let them Steve go and Steve and Paul Lim and the Alley Pally Wasp, life complete. Well, no, the Alley Pally Wasp is dead now because... No, he's that. Between... No, between, between Luke Humphreys and Lee Evans, they drowned him and then stood on him and kicked him off. So who was that that Van Gerwen flicked away tonight then? Oh, was there another one? Oh. He's back from the dead. I missed that. I missed that. <laughs> uh, Sam's in the chat. Sam Beaton, that is. He says, well done, Dad. Not actually my dad. Uh, I'd like to think I'm at least the 10th best S Beaton in darts. We'll give you that. There can't be many. Yeah, I've got to say, that's a, it's a short list. <laughs> <laughs> is he the best pair fight flight player ever over the years? The what? Joe says, is Steve Beaton the best pair flight player ever over the years? Oh, that's a very good question. You have to say no, because Dozer won his with pairs, didn't he? But if you look at longevity. If you look at longevity, yeah. But if you look at success, Dozer has three world titles in the Premier League. Yeah. 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 No, <laughs> Dozer still, wins. I still, I still want CB and I'll be honest. Dozer wins. <laughs> Sorry, Bile. <laughs> so I'll, I'll take B and you take Dozer. Yeah. And if it comes down to a fight, we'll see who wins. I'm back in Steve. Uh, on to <laughs> exactly. Game. You're on my side now. I thought Taylor did use pairs, didn't he, when he used the long stem? Oh, well, the long well, back, back in the day when he was on the, um, the slick sticks. No, before the slicks. Well, the slicks were Persheds as well. Potentially. And also wobbled like anything when you threw them. Anyone other than Phil Taylor could not throw those dots. They were Probably like, they didn't work. I have no idea how he gets them in the board. He makes something so difficult for himself. He Honestly, the, the slick sticks, I try to throw them and they just, they, like, they don't work. Unless you Phil Taylor, they do not go in the right directions. 
unless you feel Taylor's been uttered many, many times. It's not even just about throwing darts. But uh, yeah, yeah on to <laughs> the second game of the evening session. Uh, the now uh, Netherlands representative, Mike De Decker, he's not really, he's still barely, yes. uh, beating Dragutin Horvat 3-0. Horvat obviously winning the German Super League to book his spot here. Um, quite disappointing Horvat, whilst equally being pretty content with De Decker's performance. Um, very much a first art merchant. Felt it wasn't quite there all the time for De Decker, but still more than enough to, to brush Horvat aside tonight. And again, for how many times we've said it already, the only thing that matters at this point is getting through that first game and giving yourself an opportunity. I was, I, I thought Horvat would, uh, I thought Horvat would give it a better go than he did. Like you say, winning the German Super League, he beat a lot of players that we know on the way to doing that recently as well because it was only late November that that was run. I thought he had a chance of winning maybe a set, a couple of sets, but. I thought Mike Dedeker played really, really well and didn't really let him in at all. Indeed. Uh, Daniel says, could Dedeker beat Rasmus? He was one of the ones that I was looking at going, that's a seed potentially in trouble. That is... Has had a steady year on tour, considering he's had his ups and downs. Do you think at youth level, him and Dimitri Vandenberg were very comparable for an awful long time. They've yep. gone in slightly opposite direction since then. Rasmus this year not had his strongest or best year by a long way. He was one of the ones I was eyeing up. Uh, Sean says, speaking of the Decker, I wonder what happened to Eddie Fox. He's, he's from Japan, mate. He's just back there, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> what an interview that is. Still one of the best we will ever, ever see. Uh, Decker though, cruising 3-0 against Horvat. Not a lot more to say about that one. Uh, similarly, not much to say about this next game. Uh, Ricardo Petrescu, despite all the build-up and the potential that the crowd might get on his back and him walk off, We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, a professional 3-0 win over Makuro Suzuki, who just did not get going at all tonight. She looked uncomfortable up on that stage, just just never found her first start and never really applied any pressure to Petrescu. No, not at all. And once again, the Jack Guard professional comes out. <laughs> it's been most of the games that we've heard so far, but it's, it's the right word again. Like, he... I mean, I... Me and Dan both last night called it. Like he is such a talent, and he is one of the next stars on the entire tour. Someone like Makuru, he's not going to get worried about, and that's nothing against Makuru. It's just that he believes in himself so much that he knows that whether she plays well or whether she doesn't, he's still the better player on that stage, and. He just never looked worried at all at any point. And like you say, she did not play her best at all. A bit like Fallon, didn't play her best. But even if she had, I don't think she could have got through this game because I think Ricardo is that good and was that comfortable up there. Do we think Bo's absence has applied that little bit more pressure to Fallon and, and now McCurry? Now that we've seen them both play below their best, the constant comparisons to Bo, who isn't there, or what are these two doing here? They're not even the best, blah, blah, blah. Do we think that's helped in any way at all? <laughs> those two being no, able to go don't, of course it's not helped. It's made it, it's made it miles harder. It's made it miles more difficult. But either way, and less so with Mikuru, because she's not the face of darts to the casuals that Fallon is, that Sky Sports is trying to push and everyone else is trying to push. But it doesn't, of course it doesn't help. And it doesn't help having someone that is 
the best women's player in the world right now in Ball Greaves not being there and then you being the one that's up there and trying to win your game. And yes, okay, you've, in Fallon's case, you've won a couple of games a couple of years ago. But it is so hard to win a game on that stage. And it's not, not as a woman. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah. Well, how, many play- how many players have we stood there and looked at that haven't won a game for seven, eight years? Look at Jimmy Hughes has never won a game. No like, Joe so Cullen won one in his first eight. Exactly. So many people struggle for so long to win a game on that stage. But because you're a woman, if you don't do it straight away, that's it. Well, what they do, they you're not good enough. Why are you there? What's the point? It's stupid. It's absolute nonsense yeah. when they go up there and average a lot more than a lot of the players that lose. And uh, to be honest, some of the players that win as well. Literally, Fallon, uh, McCurry's performance wasn't great, but there was a stat floating around yesterday about Fallon's average. And she's averaged better than nine or ten other players that had already played in the tournament up until that point. Not only that, but half of them had gone through. Yeah. But that's the point. And that is the issue. And that's what makes it so hard for both of them. And it was the same for Paul when she when she decides to go and do it as well. It's the fact that they're not compared against the men that lose. They're compared against the fact that they've not won a game. And it's ridiculous because... They spend so little time on a big stage compared to the men. It's such a different experience and it's such a different complete game to what they're used to. How hard is it the first time on the stage for everybody that turns up there? Yeah, indeed. Uh, we need to talk the crowd. I thought they were pretty respectful. There was there were murmurings from the crowd in this game and in the first game tonight, to be fair, towards Western Ironman. Yeah. Whether or not that's because of who they're playing or whether or not it's because of their actions, Petretzko's comments in the media, Nyman's previous ban and then returning to the sport. I don't think it was as bad as it could have been for either of those players. No, no I thought, like, I mean, we've seen, we've seen Ricardo have a couple of moments on the stage this year where he's probably gone a little bit, he's taken it a bit too much to heart or struggled a little bit with it. And... It could have been a lot worse for for Vettel tonight as well. And uh, to be honest, let's be fair. Generally, the Ali Pali crowd isn't the most knowledgeable crowd in darts. It's one of one of the better ones out there, atmosphere wise. But knowledge wise, it's it's pitched as the Christmas party of darts, and a lot of people that are, are not darts fans. How many people there do we think actually know that Vessel Nyman's been banned before? I'd be surprised how many of them knew Vessel Nyman was, if I'm being completely honest. Exactly. That's what I mean. like, they did the, they did the uh, fans well, village interviews two days before that, and like, oh, who are you looking for? See, guys, I've not even don't even know who's yeah. playing tonight. Exactly, like, but what they do know is that Steve Beaton has played there for 33 years in a row. Yeah, 
and he's a beautiful orange man that <laughs> like and and literally and that's why they support him because he's english he's a beautiful orange man and he's gonna get given the support i don't think there was anything in it tonight that was against vessel nine because of his back i don't think anyone really knew it however the other way around with ricardo yeah he's getting it completely because he's playing mccurry and as uh, Sean says, McCurry only got two darts of double, so not that much opportunity for the crowd to get involved. They can give him jeers, but if she's nowhere near to finish in any way, it's pointless. And that's the difference with Fallon. We're Fallon at 6-1-8 or whatever she in her game without playing particularly well. And in between, it, she scored awfully. But 180s get that crowd going. And you look at it with Hugo yesterday, who hit 11. And they are the big thing that gets the crowd going more than anything else. Finishes are great, but if you keep pinging in 180s, that entire crowd loves you and they want to get behind you. They do, indeed. Final game of the night. Uh, prof- not even professional. Superb job from Michael Van Gerwen in the end. One of the best He's in professional again. Look at him. He can't nearly, it. nearly. But it wasn't, was it? It was, it was better than professional. It was a very, very good job from Van Gerwen. It's not quite a look at me, 106 average laying down a marker, but it's one of the top five performances of this tournament so far. He's brushed yeah. aside a very, very talented Keen Barry. He's entertained the crowd. He's fired in a one six seven. He's come away drama free again, and he's up and rolling in the quest for number four. Yeah, it was Gezi Price again, wasn't it? It's was hmm. Gezi Price last night again, all over again. It's not. It's nothing spectacular. It's nothing out of the ordinary. It's just what they do when they get up on the big stage and they go and. Even if they don't play the best, they'll still average around about a ton. They'll still take out all the checkouts when they need to, and they won't give you a chance. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened with Gezi last night, and it's exactly what happened again with Michael tonight. Two opponents in those two games, in Connor Scott and Keen Barry, that don't have the most experience in the world, that are of similar age and at similar points in their career. How much do we read into the fact that? We've been saying for a long, long time now that results and performances in the last couple of years prove the likes of Van Gerwen and and Gerwin Price don't hold that awe over people. People aren't scared to go to play them anymore. But actually, of course they are. Course it they are. looked like Connor Scott and Keen Barry were new from dart one. If they missed a dart a double, they were in trouble, and they carried that pressure well, throughout the entire game. Well, that's it. I said it last night with with Connor, and Connor was very bullish in the build up that. I'm just going to go up there and forget what you're doing. I'm just going to enjoy my game and I'm going to play my own game. Gezi walks up there. It's a 180 first dart. First three darts, 180. And Connor crumbled straight away. And he did. Like, as much as he he still hit a lot of good shots and he still had a couple of shots at big out shots, let's be honest, straight away, as soon as he was under pressure from Gezi, he struggled. And the same happened again tonight. It's it's so hard to to talk a good game, but then follow it up when actually someone is battering you with it. And it's it's the old boxing adage. Like everyone's got a plan until they get hit. And then you get hit with a big score early on. And what, what do you do at that point? You try and chase it, and all of a sudden your arms tightened up, you're throwing nowhere near the trouble, you're throwing low and left and struggling. And it's just gonna happen because you're playing someone that you know, if you hit a ton, it's not enough. Which is is ridiculous, by the way, is the standard. 
But if you hit a ton, you're going to end up behind it. The thing is, in both of these games, scores of a ton would have been enough. Yeah, if you do it every single time. If you do it every single time. Double tonight, then Michael Van Gerwen has. No, but if you do it every single time, a score of enough will be enough. But how hard is that? (laughs) No, but if you keep your score ticking over and you take your chances, it's enough. As I said, Keane Barry has had one more data double tonight than Michael Van Gerwen. He has bought and earned himself enough chances to go and win this game. But the pressure of knowing that he has to take every single one of those, or... In his mind, he feels like he's got to take every single one of those because it's Michael Van Gerwen, builds up and adds up. Connor Scott yeah. didn't quite get as many chances as, as Gerwin Price did last night, but he still had 10 darts a double. That's one more than enough to win the match if you hit them in the right places. Technically, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean, but like you say, it's, it's so hard to do it when you're under that sort of pressure against the best players in the world. And... Bear in mind, what's, what's Keane, 23? 21. Keane's oh. 21, Connor's 27. But I feel like, I know despite that age, they're still in relatively similar place yeah. in their career. Oh, yeah, so Keane had a more prominent youth career, time. but it's Connor's yeah. a later bloomer. Yeah, Connor's not spent as much time on the tour as, as Keane has so far. But, yeah, it's... I mean, it's so hard at that stage. I mean, you look at the players they're playing. Come on, like, Van Gogh's been the top player in the world for the last 10 years, like... Tough. It's just tough. It it's is. Tough. Like, to, to know that going up there, you cannot miss a double almost. Like, it's it's so hard. Like, it's not you when you play me, to be fair. I mean, I've not played you for a long time. You <laughs> you don't fancy it anymore. You just don't want it anymore. Like, it is what it is. Saturday morning, breakfast. We are having breakfast on Saturday morning. Where are we going? No idea. Someone has a dartboard, apparently. Yeah, flight club. I'll see you there. there. Anyway, on to, uh, let's look ahead to tomorrow's action. Another eight games coming your way. Uh, We said it would be tough in that last game for Keane Barry's game line. Talking of uh, tough, don't expect this first one to be much of a watch. Uh, Radek Zaganski takes on Marco Cantelli. Look, Marco is a player who is more than adept playing fast or slow. But it depends on his opponent. I don't see Sagansky motoring on it. He's steady enough. However, I do see the pole coming out of a win. How about you? I'm not sure. I think, like you say, Marco's not that worried whether it's fast or slow. I don't think it'll affect him the same way it would other players. And I think he might nick it 3 2. I'm going Sagansky. 3-1. By the way, you're going to have to note these down because my phone's dead, so... Ugh. Don't I do enough work on this show? No. Ugh. You weren't even here last night. What do you mean? What did you go? 3? 3-2, three... Uh, Marco. Radek, uh, game number two, Steve Lennon against Owen Bates. I'm going to jump in first again because I'm back in the upset in this one. Owen Bates gets a job done for me, 3-1. Yep, the man of the nickname, whether he has it or doesn't have it or wherever we are with that at the moment, I don't think he does win, though. 
I think he loses 3-2. Three, 3-2 two. Three, two to Steve Lennon for you. Yeah. In I mean, it's just so consistent, isn't it? Like, it's hard to beat him because he will not drop off. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few agreeing with the pace. This game be brutal. 3-1 to Gansky. Uh, Eskil says, Marco with a love heart. Uh, Radek is unironically one of the most informed players on planet. Look, if the World Cup was three weeks later with two more Pro Tours, he would have been playing for Poland. He's been in great form this year, and it's only the upturn in form of uh, Christoph Ratajski towards the back end, where we haven't been talking about Saganski as the most informed Polish player on the planet, but he's still right in that conversation for me. And mainly because you love yourself some Christoph Ratajski. It's just a bad couple of years, though, isn't he? It's hard to back somebody who's not winning. Uh, Joel says Saganski 3 0. Uh, Sean says Cantelli wins a game this year 3 2. Uh, Malachi's gone 3 1 Saganski. Sam's on 3 2 Saganski. Uh, Harry says Saganski 3 1. Uh, second game tougher to call, uh, maybe. Uh, Graham says 3 1 Bates. Harry says 3 2 Bates. I should be good with tracking numbers these days. No, I'm really not, mate. That's the problem. What's that? That's my mate Steve West. Uh, Malachi says 3 1 to Owen Bates. Uh, Sam also says 3-1 to the master. Uh, Connor's been asking a couple of times, what do you think Connor, Willie O'Connor will walk on to? Um, as far as I know, he's not allowed Surely to use it. Surely be zombie, won't it? He's not allowed to use it. Why? After he used it for the Premier League, they were concerned about the political connotations, so they stopped him using it. They worked but, the PDC. But can walk on to Yeah. They were themselves unaware of what it was. Um However, not, after the use nothing, of it... There's nothing particularly political about it. It's the Irish rugby song. By the... Well, that's the thing. Now they've used it in the Rugby World Cup, I think he might have grounds to say, actually, I want it. Sky have used it. A World Cup promoter have used it. I want to use it, but we will have to wait and see for that one. Um, on to match number three tomorrow. Uh, Willie O'Connor takes on uh, Indian qualifier runner-up Bav Patel after uh, Prakash Jiwa was removed from the tournament uh, through suspension. Um, I don't know an awful lot about Bav. I believe he plays his darts out of London in the Super League. Um, but I'm going 3-0, Willie. Yeah, that, that, I don't think there's any doubt in this. 3-0, Willie. Plays on me over the, over the stereo and let's move on. Indeed, chat room, 3-0 O'Connor, 3-0 O'Connor, 3-0 O'Connor, don't know who Patel is, 3-0 O'Connor, O'Connor 3-0, uh, Sean says O'Connor 3-1, um, It's the song is centred around the troubles in Ireland, Sam, it's however you interpret it, uh, Harry, 3-1 uh, O'Connor as well, and um, we wrap up tomorrow afternoon session uh, with the 180 machine, that is Ross Smith against Neil Zonabell. Yeah, and I thought Niels played really, really well in his first round match. But I just think Ross Smith is almost he's a little bit unflappable now, the way that he plays. And he just, he steps up on that stage and you know he's going to score like an absolute demon. He's just going to keep hitting 180s, 140s. It's so repetitive is action that it's just in and it's in and it's in I think it'll be too much and I think he wins 3-1 I've also got 3-1 um, and the only reason I'm giving Niels a set is because I don't think Smith will like the pace yeah no it, it, but 
he doesn't rush up to the hockey himself, which I think helps him. No, but even I think though, he's not even though he throws quickly, yeah, he doesn't rush up to set himself, which yeah. I think helps him. Yeah. Uh, chat room, we've got a couple of three nils from Smith, from Sean, from Daniel, from Graham. Uh, three one says Maliki. Three two says Daz. Uh, three one says Sam. Joel's the same scoreline as is Harry. Three nil says Connor. Um, Derby Smith last thirty two will be game of the round says Graham. This is not going well, is it? Because this happened yesterday, where everyone agreed with me and Dan, and then the first four games we got them all. Yeah, but the problem is, it was Dan, not me. Still, eight, everyone eight got wrong. Eight from twelve. <laughs> it's gonna end badly, <laughs> and I'm not here tomorrow, so lol. <laughs> Neither am I. I don't know who it's going to be tomorrow because I'm not here either. Mr. Boys. <laughs> well, um, time it is, to be fair. <laughs> Into the evening session, and what I think personally is the uh, session of pre Christmas action uh, that includes round one action uh, Ryan Joyce against Alex Spellman, Richard Veenstra against Ben Rob, Christian Kiss against Luke Littler, and Peter Wright against Jim Williams. Belting session. It's fun, this. This is Very, fun. very talented dart players. Uh, we start with Ryan Joyce against Alex Spellman. Uh, two similar players of similar ilk, I think. Yeah, but there's a reason one of them's called Relentless, and I can't see him getting beat. He just doesn't, he doesn't get flustered. He doesn't struggle. He doesn't fall off. He just turns up there, and it's not the prettiest. It's not the nicest throw, but they all go in the right bloody spot, don't they? And I think, I think he wins 3-0. I honestly think he rattles through this. No, no, no. I do think Joyce edges it. That experience of being a tour card holder and being in these major stages before, he loves a run at Minehead. Um, but I think it's 3-2. I think Alex Bowman is an incredibly, an incredible talent coming out of North America. Absolutely, right. I completely agree with that. But I and I think he think... shows the world what he can do. And I'm, I'm I don't think excited. this year it happens. I think it will, but not this year. I think Joyce just doesn't. Yeah. Uh, Dan upset Newcastle lost tonight. I haven't mentioned Kieran Trippier to him yet, but he's having a mare, and I love it. I've not even seen the football tonight. <laughs> Trippier makes an error for a ninety-second minute equaliser, and then Chelsea beat Newcastle on penalties after Trippier misses a penalty. Oh dear! Oh, <laughs> oh they. Yeah. I mean, Reese James has been sent off left, right, and centre. Kyle Walker's about forty. Trent is England's number one. I mean, I'd like to. Um, I'd like to give some some sort of credit to Trippier, but the guy is born and raised Burnley, so. <laughs> <laughs> No. Uh, yes. Predictions for that one from the chat room, by the way. Uh, Graham says 3-1 to Joyce. Uh, Sam says it's going to be a cracker 3-2 to someone, I reckon, but generally don't know who. Edge it to Joyce. If, if that's where you're going, that's where you're going. No fence sitting in our chat yeah, room. Yeah, you're not allowed to get splinters on your arsehole yeah. in this game. Daniel says 3-1 to Joyce. Joel says Joyce in the former's life. He wins his 3-1. Connor says Joyce 3-0. Uh, Sean's with me. says Joyce 3-2. Will be tight. Uh Daz has got Joyce 3-0, 8-1 in legs. He's one short. <laughs> Maliki's got Joyce 3-2. Like Fair play. Who, who's refereeing? Russ? <laughs> <laughs> Bless him. Uh, on to the second game of the night. And 
if I'm being completely honest, I fully understand the fact that primetime UK slot in the evening matches up with uh, Kiwi time, but uh, this game should have been fair yesterday. No. Because over Pua no. versus Lucan, no. 100%. No, no. I, I said it to you the first time around. I love me a bit of Smash, and I like a bit of Hope I Pua. I thought that was a great game for last up. This session already start. Yesterday's session, not so much. This should have swapped. Anyway, Richard no, Vinch. No, no, I'm not Either way. Either I'm way. not having you. Takes on Ben Rob. <laughs> Second game. Either up. way, Rob um, Ben wins this. And Rob Ben wins this 3 1. <laughs> ben, why have you got two first <laughs> Correct. names? <laughs> Correct. There we go. I've got him with it. I've got him with it. Ben Mike. <laughs> what a cricketer. <laughs> Hates <laughs> my guts, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, Ben Rob wins this. Ben Rob wins this three-one. I think not a single person in the chat has a clear win. <laughs> no, no, it's just that's literally that was mine in your group chat there. In just <laughs> everyone else listening to it. But um, yeah, basically, if anyone wants to know, at the cricket earlier in the season, in the T Twenty Blast, Jack sat there. There's Behind a player plays for Yorkshire. You play for Leicestershire. Called Ben Mike, and he kept just he was shouting at him behind his back, just going, "Mike, Mike Ben, no, ben Mike Ben, why ben. have you only got two names? Ben, why have you got two first names?" <laughs> when he yeah. turned around, was like, "Yeah, yeah." Um, so anyway, that's the entire story behind that. Either way, Ben Rob wins this game three-one. He's the better player out of two. And also, if he, again. Once again, if he says it's Wednesday, it's Wednesday. He's a big boy. Oh, yeah, my shoulder's shaking <laughs> my hand in the Super Series of the week. I can't lie. Because his handshake is... Whoa. I was like, oh, oh. Um, <laughs> big lad. Big lad. Nice lad. Very nice lad. We, we happen to go out after the... Lovely Saturday. lad, but if he says it's Wednesday, it's Wednesday. Yeah. Um, it's all about Ben's first art for me. If he gets it above the treble and tracking in nicely, then he's got a great chance. Because he's so determined. I just think he's got that little bit more about him as a character, as a person, that little bit more belief in his own ability. We've seen Beanstra at the lakeside enough times and not really make that transition to start with. Settled, quality dark player, but one that you think lacks a little bit of self-belief in himself. Ben Rob absolutely does not lack that self-belief. No, that is not a question you put to Ben Rob. <laughs> he that first start, I think he'll coast this. But I'm going to yeah. say it's 3-2 and I'm going to say edges out. I think he's just got that bit of bottle about him. He just says he's going to coast it and then it's in 3-2. If he finds the first dart, but I'm not sure he will because there's a lot oh, of pressure okay. on that and he's sticking over for Q school and being up on the world stage. Yeah, 3-2. Okay, okay. What did you go? 3-1. 3-1. To ben. ben. And I've got 3-2. Uh, the penultimate game of the night and the one that everybody has been waiting for. The 16-year-old sensation, Luke Littler takes on the former Lakeside champion, Christian Kiss. Now, a bit of context for everybody. Before you start predicting, here are two things you should know. One, Christian Kiss has rumouredly been struggling with quite a severe no, wrist injury. He has an injury, yeah. Might not even participate in this tournament. And two, 
Luke Littler decided to have a practice tonight of his manager and hit a nine dart. <laughs> don't give people don't give people clues before we start trying to predict. We're meant to keep that between ourselves so that we can look clever. It's three 0 isn't it? Sixteen year old is gonna win three 0 on the PDC World Championship stage. No. No. I I think he wins. I absolutely think he wins, and I think he wins comfortably. But I think there's a little wobble for one set, and he he wins three one. I'm not I'm not too fussed about the wobble if Kiss can't throw the game, throw the darts. No, but, no, no, but he, can, no, no, no he, can't throw, he can't throw a game at all. He wouldn't be coming. He can still throw regardless. Whether he can throw his best, he can still throw. Seven and a half thousand pounds. I get that. But also, seven and a half grand. Bear in mind, there were three people that turned up. Turn up and throw left hand, though, he? Like, he can still throw them enough to play. Yeah. But I don't think you see a big enough drop off compared to the level we're going to see from Kiss for Luke to lose a set, given that information. But the guy's 16. He's never been on the stage. I know he practiced on there two days ago, but that's not the same. When there's no yeah, one there. 103 in an eight leg game in which he was 3 1 down. Doesn't matter. It's completely it matter. different. It's completely different. I think he loses the set. I think he wins. Absolutely think he wins. And I think he's gonna be the best player in darts for the next twenty years. But he's I think he loses the set tomorrow. I think you're mental. Uh chat room, where are we going with this one? Uh Joel says Kiss injury is a damn shame because he was a stunning formula and yeah, he was. Um, superb on the Pro Tours. Uh, Daniel's got 3-0. Sam's got 3-0. Luke, Daniel's got 3-0. Joel's got 3-0. Malachi's got 3-0. Graham says it'd be nine of the legs. Little 3-0 is 5-2. Healthy little price on that one. Uh, Daz says Luke 3-1. He's followed you, Cam. If Kiss was healthy, this game would be a bad one. Uh, he averaged 68 at Minehead. He'd throw with his left hand before he gave up seven half grand. Exactly my point. There's a couple that turn up to Lakeside for a grand. This is an extra six and a half. Um, as with anyone in their right mind. Sam, I can't read your comment out, but trust me, he's earned a lot more than seven and a half grand this year. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> something about consuming lots of things you shouldn't that with that so amount of money. <laughs> Uh, and Harry says 3-0 to Littler as well. And then we get on to the final game of the night. Jim Williams, after a testing first-round match uh, in which he won nine of the legs. Oh, sorry, what? Sorry, what? What was that? Testing opening round. Uh, he takes on... Uh, hard fought, I think. Was it? Hard fought was the word, wasn't it? Hard fought. The former two-time champion of the world, Peter Snake by Wright, who returns to the Ali Pali stage once again, in much better form than he was, say, six months ago. But he's still so unpredictable right now. He is. And my worry for Jim, to be honest, is the fact that he struggled with such a hard-fought game to come through at 9-0. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, I, honestly, I think I think Snakey wins this. I really do. Um, he's not at the best year. He's not played anywhere near his best. But this tournament, he's always bloody good at. And I think he wins 3-1. And I think 
as much as Jim's played well, he's had good spells during the year. It won't be enough when Snakey turns it on at the Worlds. Yeah, I still don't know how to judge Jim Williams because I just want him to. I don't know. I never feel like he beats his chest until he did today. I want him to throw it a little bit harder so it goes in the board properly. Yeah, I I just feel like it it looks when he's throwing like there's absolutely no conviction in what he's doing. No, it doesn't because every dart has been to a world final. It looks like he's going to fall out because they go in that. He's on the pro tour this year. You just question if he believes he can go and beat Peter Wright. He's talking it up. He, he said it after his first game that um, but for, would it be a Brad, shock if I beat him the way we're both playing this year? And I'm still sat there going, yeah, yeah I think it would. But for the last two years, like he's not even been talking about being a full-time pro. He's like talking about the fact that it's his second sort of thing he's doing. Like, he does. I don't feel he has that confidence to go and beat someone that has the confidence that Peter Wright has because... That man has confidence in what he's doing. The other Even issue when he's playing badly. When we talk about Peter Wright, is what equipment is he going to come up with? He's, he's clearly a better dart player with straight barrel darts. We've seen his best performances when he stuck with those this year, or variations of those. He's won his two world titles with straight barrel darts. He won the master. He won the match play in one of the most dominant tournament wins you are ever going to see in PDC history. With straight barrel darts. He backed his world championship up with Masters, with straight barrel darts. But he's had five weeks to think about it since he played at Minehead with straight barrel darts. And that's the issue. Honestly, he could use three different ones. I think he wins. (laughs) And honestly, I don't think we're far off him doing it. Turning up with three different darts and still doing it. (laughs) But... There's a bit I of misunderstanding in the chat room, and I absolutely love it. Sam's asked the big question is how many sets of darts will Wright go through? And Sean's gone, it's first of three sets, mate. Yeah, there's at least three, minimum three. <laughs> I think we see at least two from him anyway. Um, I think I'm going to say Jenny might be the first player ever to play with three different darts at one time and still win a match. Like, he will be the first player ever to throw a scoring set of darts and a finishing set of darts. Yeah, when he's probably. got three in hand at a double. I have absolutely Which, no doubt. I don't think that's a bad idea either. The way he scores with a straight barrel and then sometimes falls off when he's using that straight barrel and doesn't take the shots out, if he had that thicker barrel where he tends to take the doubles out all the time, I don't actually think that's a bad idea. <laughs> Uh, one last thing to consider. Sam has just mentioned it. That's a good point that was made last night. When he dresses up for Christmas, he doesn't play so well. Well, especially when, especially when he's got the green gloves on. It's hard. It's hard to throw a dart with the green gloves on. To be fair. Well, he's had baubles in his beard before. He's dressed up as the Grinch. He's been Santa, I think. Those performances haven't been great. Malik Dunn was one no. of them, wasn't it? So, yeah, not great. No. Anyway, score prediction. Three-one. Right. I have exactly the same. Yeah. And that is the end of our predictions. Sorry that we have gone on for about an hour. Uh, oh, we've actually gone past the hour. We've gone past an hour without any clips. This is on you. Nightmare, as ever. Uh, but big thanks to joining us once again here on the Fall Up Bar, especially to everyone that's joined us live in the chat room. If you're watching back or listening back via your favourite podcast provider, we really do appreciate it. Make sure you drop us a like wherever you've seen this from. And make sure you follow us on YouTube, on our social media platforms, at Online Darts, Facebook, 
Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We are on the absolute lot. We're even on threads. I'll be honest, not really updated in this tournament. It's but not really gone there, has it? We all no. thought when when Elon took over Twitter, it was like threads is their time now. We're joining again it. recently. There's something brewing, so we'll see what happens. Know, we have an account anyway. So anyway. Big thanks to everybody for joining us. Apologies we haven't had any clips to play you throughout the show, but they will be available in full on our YouTube channel. I've seen the notification that Steve Beatons is up and running, so Michael Van Gerwen will not be too far behind. And we really do appreciate you joining us here on the Fallout Bar. Uh, the show will be back tomorrow. Us two won't be, but we'll be back here on Thursday most likely. Yeah, we'll me you and you. Very, very soon. Bye.